listeners far and wide who are listening to Couch Critics Canada. Here we are we are talking about top five toe-to-toe in 60 or so Christmas movies. <laughs> that'll be that'll be fine. I'm already at like two points in. I can get me go on. Nailed it. Yeah, there was a uh well, there was gold that we missed out on. It's good enough. It's good but, enough. Uh, no, that sounds fantastic. It's it sounds amazing, Chalupa. Uh, I'm it's one of comical. your hosts, Tim. Uh, just so you know my voice, and we've been sitting here for about an hour because everybody got here on time, and then I found out my SD card was full. Only because I looked at it, and that would have been fucking insane. We would have lost everything. <laughs> but uh, I think we're going again. We are going again. <laughs> here we go again. Aw, shit. So, this, I think, was suggested by Brian Christmas Movies? I think, uh, just in general, I may have suggested it, but, like, we should, it's more of a general, like, yeah, it's Christmas time, we should probably do something Christmas-related. Yeah. (laughs) But, but if you want to consider it my suggestion, consider it my suggestion, that's fine. I was just looking for the order, but, uh, that is perfectly fine. I don't mind, uh, going first or last or anywhere in between, but, uh, I was excited to do this as well. We were talking about earlier, I'm generally a pretty big Grinch around the holidays, but, uh, Hopefully this year, getting together with you, you know, can you guys hear that fireplace in the background? Maybe some bells ringing. You will log. Yes. Uh, I hear a dog. Tim, you were saying. <clears throat> so, uh, Christmas movies, there's nothing better in the world to put you in the mood uh, for Christmas. So, my number five. <laughs> my number five is i just gotta open up google to see it oh my god everything sucks tonight oh found it (laughs) don't worry don't worry it is let it snow candace cameron beret stars in one of the 12 new original movies of christmas have you ever seen it snow no winter wonderlands weren't her thing i do not do winter did you two get off on the wrong foot I don't think she has a right foot. Until a little Christmas spirit melted her heart. Just never imagined there could be so much magic in Christmas. Let it snow. An all-new premiere, Saturday, November 30th at 8. Heart of Countdown to Christmas on Hallmark Channel. The heart of joy. Uh, Stephanie, played by Candace Cameron Bure, is best described as a Scrooge. She hates winter and everything that comes with it. Everything changes when her father sends her to his brand new ski lodge for business and starts to see and the magic of ski Christmas lodge movies from <laughs> in action. Oh, yeah. There's nothing more romantic. Uh, so this is a Hallmark movie, and I picked it at random because all Hallmark movies are fucking amazing. I don't say this ironically. I don't say this because now it's a trend and people are jumping on it. I've advocated this for years. Christmas is about tradition. Christmas is about joy. Christmas is about getting exactly what you expected to happen to happen. I want turkey, I want stuffing, I want a nice business lady coming from the city to abandon her fiance for some plaid asshole with a dog in a small town over nonsense. Every Hallmark movie is fucking amazing. Brian? You just wanna be you just wanna be that small town guy. I mean I could Don't be. lie to him. I look great and glad. <laughs> oh, someone love me. <clears throat> I'm so lonely. 
Christmas blues. Don't ignore me. Let it snow, aka the Hallmark movie of all Hallmark movies, or the representation <laughs> for Hallmark movies. Yeah. You could have also selected Christmas Inheritance, Holiday, The Night, K N I H I G H T, Before Christmas, The Holiday Calendar, The Christmas <laughs> Train, The Christmas Ornament, Holiday in the Wild. A California Christmas. The Christmas House. Christmas Prince. Christmas Waltz. Christmas you probably thought I was frozen for a while, but I was just me just blankly staring in disappointment. <laughs> no, fuck you guys, man. This is absolutely what we need is just sometimes you just you don't need to be surprised. You don't need to be overwhelmed. Sometimes like, oh, fucking gingerbread cookies every year. Do they need a new chef's twist or can you just enjoy a gingerbread cookie? A Hallmark movie is the gingerbread cookie of movies. Oop. Oop. No. Oop. What was the name of the actress again? It doesn't matter. They're all the same. They're all some B-list No, no, actor. no. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. It's 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 part of the bit. It's part of the bit. What's uh, the, what's the name? Candace Bure. 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 <laughs> you don't get it, Bueller. 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 Uh, by the way, Joan Cusack crickets. is in Let It Snow. Joan Cusack is in Let It Snow. Just saying. There you go. That's a name I know. <laughs> I had to go See? I had to go deep. Oh, and Kiernan Shipka, aka um Fuck, what's her name in Mad Men? Don Draper's daughter. I don't know her name. Susie? Oh. I'm hundred percent gonna find this movie. It's called A Show at a Shoe Addicts Christmas. I don't know what it is, okay. but it's gonna be like a nice warm blanket and I'm gonna love it. Kiernan Shipka also also played uh, Sabrina in the new Netflix Sabrina series, which, by the way, better than I uh, I would have expected it. To. Is it better note. than uh, Riverdale? Oh, absolutely. A million oh, times better than Riverdale. I found that their concepts in the first two episodes were very interesting, but then the rest of it was so blech to me that I, I couldn't really get back into it too much. I think that she does a wonderful yeah. drive acting, and it's not saying it's a bad show. It's just nothing that appeals to me. Yeah, it started strong, got a little bad. Finishes really well, though. Oh, cool. Finishes really well. All right, we better There's, move on uh, to someone else's five, because uh, I, I don't think <laughs> any of us can find anything negative to say about Hallmark movies and the wonder they bring. Hallmark movies are doo-doo. They're what's wrong with Christmas. They're, they're as commercialized as Walmart when it comes to Christmas, I, they keep, I have they they they, they, they keep Hallmark small movies. towns and suburb cities in business as well as hotels. So, like when you guys go to buy a Christmas card for your family, you get out like the sparkles and glitter and crayons and uh, do yes. your own thing. I make my own cards. I do. <laughs> I, I I don't make my Since own. Since grade card. ten, I was like, I know how to use Photoshop and Publisher. I'm gonna make my own goddamn cards. I don't make my own cards, but we do still send actual Christmas cards out, Danielle and I. 
we we do actually we're we're very pro are they hallmark cards that he's getting at That's yeah getting at. uh and the answer is no they are not usually we get them from chapters or indigo Woodrow <laughs> <laughs> uh, hallmark the third will be very upset to hear that i didn't know we were fucking broadcasting with the one percent right now <laughs> all right Aaron, who's next <laughs> I'll go next. I'll go next. Uh, so um, you guys are going to get mad with me. There's actually quite an extensive list of movies I have not seen yet for Christmas. My number five. Uh, Tara and I watched this the other night. And, oh, my God, I actually teared up. Again, I've, I've said before, it's really easy to tear me up these days. Uh, the movie Klaus, animated film on Netflix, uh, stars, pardon me, um jk simmons as well as oh god I'm norm mcdonald's name right now norm mcdonald's in it too yeah absolutely yeah, that's the one i was going man. jason schwartzman I, it just came to me as well and then Joan I her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah she's in it as well um and then the what's her name she was in the office rashida uh, jones she played Rashida Jones, thank you very much. Yes. Um, but yeah, wonder, wonderful uh, voice acting cast, and also Will Sasso. Sasso, <laughs> little Mad TV alum. Chalupo, we're so... never ever gonna give you any kind of trouble or grief for not seeing a movie. We will berate you for bad choices. Klaus is not one of them. I watched part of that at the gym today, and I started to cry, what? so I had to leave. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but. Crying at the gym. I usually cry at the gym for other reasons. Not watching a movie is. I had not worked the up a mild sweat and I was too high for the situation. There was a lot of elements happening, <laughs> but I found that movie very sweet. It, it it is rather adorable and it's very funny. Very funny. Great animation. Okay, post office is now officially open. You have your letters. Step right in. Thank you. Thank you. Ah! Hey, loser! What gives? I sent my letter and all I got was a lousy clump of coal. Well, it serves you right. Devilish little tadpoles like yourself don't get toys from Klaus. Oh, yeah? And how would he know what I'm up to unless you ratted on me? Oh, I didn't have to. He knows. <gasps> what do you mean? He sees everything, you know. Every mischief, prank, and dirty deed. He keeps a list. The... Naughty list, he calls it. You lie. Trust me. You do not want to be on the naughty list. So, you still want to throw that snowball? I didn't think so. Yeah, actually, uh, one of the yeah, like it was really funny because Tara and I were watching it, and I'm like calling different parts, and she's like, "Did you write the movie?" I'm like, "I pretty much could have." <laughs> and yeah, we had a bit, we had a really amusing time, but uh, very adorable, very sweet. I highly recommend it, uh, especially in this time of newer movies coming out that are kind of like cliche or regurgitated or just overdone or something like that. It seems like a very traditional sense thrown back there uh, i was gonna look it up before but you know rudolph the red-nosed reindeer that old mm -hmm. like puppet one stop motion animation the they did a lot more they did like a they 
It wasn't clay. It wasn't clay. Um, oh, are you but sure? it was like stop motion puppets and everything. I'm pretty sure it wasn't clay. I'm gonna put ten dollars on it was. I don't want to put any money on it because they use a lot more than just clay for that. It, it'd be stop motion. That'd be the technical term. Um, yeah, because uh, <laughs> uh, the Yeti would not be clay. Oh, Rudolph itself no. was not clay. There'd be fabric as well. There's, there's other materials involved. It's not walls but, oh, and grotto, but it's under the, clay. the title of what everybody would consider claymation. In 1962, William Soloff, who was vice president of General Electric Housewares Division, wanted to do a Christmas special, and he knew right away that it was going to be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. May was interested in his idea, but did not want another seven-minute cartoon like Max Fletcher did of his story in 1948. Soloff told May not to worry. It's not going to be a cartoon, but a new type of stop-motion animation called Animagic. Nope. Brown. <laughs> false anyway um there was a, the, the same company did some other ones too there was like a jack frost one there was like the origins of santa claus and it involved the kaiser and shit i don't know anyway it seemed like a newer version of that old origins of santa claus one and it was a lot better a lot better very funny very uh very heartwarming as well highly recommend it uh, I think that you raised a really, really good point with that movie as far as taking old themes and ideas and putting interesting new writing behind it. I think that was what really grabbed me about the story is like you get all the beats that you want from something that is a Christmas movie, but done in a new and unique way, which is hard with everybody every year putting out TV specials and Christmas movies. Yeah, stuff like this gets drowned out by Hallmark movies. You're absolutely <laughs> right, Tim. There's room enough for everything, <laughs> baby. Um, I didn't see this myself. I uh, I actually was going to watch it, but was drunk and passed out instead. So, viable <laughs> <laughs> excuse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was hoping I, I was you know on a business trip and I was like, what can I do in the hotel room? Well, Aaron said that I should check this out, even though Tim hasn't even finished it yet. He already has it as a fantastic film, so I will have to take a look. They would have to shit the bed very, very hard for the ending of that movie to suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was very well done, even the ending and everything. What's your number five, Brian? My number five is Four Christmases. I'm not sure how not familiar bad. you guys are with Four Christmases. For someone like me, I love my family, but at the same time, trying to avoid my family and my in-laws to go on vacation over Christmas break sounds pretty fantastic. <laughs> and being stuck seeing them instead can sound pretty horrifying depending on the day. <laughs> so... <laughs> For those that don't know, Four Christmases, uh, Vince Bond, Reese Witherspoon, they are a couple. Both of them have divorced parents, hence the term Four Christmases. They have to attend Four Christmases. So they come up with a lie to be able to go on vacation instead of visiting at Christmas with their families. Not really spoiling too much because it happens within the first two minutes of the movie. They get caught in their lie and subsequently have to visit all four families. And that is where the fun ensues because there's a lot of unique characters. 
and is very challenging on their relationship. It It's a good movie in terms of you, you have some depth to the characters. You have some goofy family relations. Uh, I'm not a big Reese Witherspoon fan, but I think her and Vince Vaughn have pretty solid chemistry together. The one thing that I actually really like about this movie is as much as you don't like him necessarily as a character, Robert Duvall does a fantastic job acting in it as well. Duvall is an amazing actor almost in everything he does. Yeah. So, And you also can't go wrong with uh, John Favreau playing a MMA head junkie in, uh, in Denver. <laughs> so Happy. Happy. From the Marvel Universe. No, I was going to yeah. bring up those two particular guys, and I was going to be like, fucking John Favreau and Robert Duvall are fucking amazing in this. Yeah. Favreau and Vaughn More make Christmas. a great team ever since Swingers. Like you, all, I'm always excited to see when they're working together. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing I, I, Tim McGraw, Dwight Yoakam, Kristen Chenoweth, <laughs> which I'm somewhat familiar with. A lot of country singers. Kind of sounds like it's it might be Hallmark inspired. Uh, that just reflects, you know, you have family from very different areas. Mm-hmm. So that reflects a portion of the family. And can I just say, Tim, if you're looking to put scenes from these movies in, the scene at the church are we ready to see the result of that immaculate conception hallelujah that good maybe you should hold the baby sweetheart i gotta get my instrument loose just remember acting is reacting and joseph and mary went up from galilee and out of the city of nazareth okay find your truth I'm going to blow the roof off this bitch. Dad. And because there was no room in the inn, they stayed in the stable. And Mary wrapped the baby in swaddling clothes and placed him in a manger. And Mary wrapped the baby in swaddling clothes and placed him in a manger. Put him in it. Brad, help me swaddle. I gotta say my line, we're losing the audience. It's dead air out there. Come on, Mary. (laughs) This child is a blessing to the both of us. I memorize yours too. We shall name him Jesus. Glory to God. And peace on earth to the highest point on earth. No swaddle cloth here. This thing isn't big enough to swaddle the baby. Someone's gotta carry the performance here. I'm nervous, Brent. I can't feel my legs. Please don't do this to me. It would appear that my wife is better at making babies than swaddling them, no? <laughs> yes? Brett, you're wearing the swaddle cloth on your belt. Woman, do your job and swaddle this baby! Brett, I can't. You're wearing the swaddle thing around your belt. Enough! This child's life is now in jeopardy. Unfit mother, 
give me this baby. And I, Joseph, shall swaddle this baby. And I, Joseph, will protect this child. Forgive her son, for she knows not what she's done. that scene because it is a fantastic scene <laughs> when right. uh when they when they get to participate in uh in the the swaddling of baby jesus <laughs> <laughs> and get to act out the whole thing and how testing it is on their relationship but how entertaining it is in that situation for uh, a rom-com holiday movie this was actually a really good one i would say it's probably one of the better ones for any holiday rom-com including valentine's day and all those stuff labor day movies 100 percent. this is going on my list for uh this year i'm excited to check it check out. it out check it out yeah. it's not just a it's not just a chick flick it is a romantic comedy Ooh, yeah there's rom-com. a good amount of you you will laugh you will laugh multiple times during this season. you will laugh and you'll like you will laugh <laughs> i will definitely laugh Everyone uh, will be giggling. So, for mine, uh, number four, uh, not to jump us ahead too uh, too forcefully, but uh, figure keep the train rolling, the Christmas train. Um, Scrooged. Now we talked a lot about this during our Bill Murray episodes that you can go back in the feed ding, and check ding, out. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, nice. It, is it your number four as well? It is my number four as well. Mm. Wow. Same Brian? with me. That's great. No. <laughs> I was going to say, Brian, is this the first hat trick we have? Is this the first three-way? Uh, we we got a toe-to-toe three-way, folks. No, no. False <laughs> alarm. He didn't show up. Now it's just me and Tim. Awkward <laughs> and naked. I mean, I'd watch that. Uh, Scrooged. So <laughs> I haven't saved. It's an '80s version of a Christmas Carol. Which, uh, when I got this on the list, I was actually thinking, how fucking great would a 2020 version of Scrooged be today? Like, what would that look like if we were going to tell a modern, modern retelling of the Christmas Carol? I, I don't know if there's that much more to say. If you want to check out my opinions, like I said, go back to the 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 uh, the Bill Murray episode. We really dive deeply into it. This is a great movie. Uh, Chalupa, what do you think? Um, yeah, pretty much we, what we talked about before in the Murray episodes, we talked about, or we're talking about now, sorry for the slamming and stuff. I'm playing with drawers. Um, <laughs> desk drawers, not my drawers. Uh, not Tim's drawers either. Um, yeah, no, it, it's just, it, you know, like watching older versions of A Christmas Carol can be a little bit creepy. I even remember being a kid and watching the Mickey Mouse one and being rather traumatized mm. at the very end. Uh, very funny. We'll talk more about uh, TV specials oh for God. Christmas later on. But uh, yeah, so yeah, this one is probably one of the better Christmas Carol adaptations, in my opinion. Uh, Bill Murray does a great job uh, playing, uh, uh, I don't know, 
self-absorbed movie businessman. And you have some wonderful comedic relief from Bobcat Goldfight. And it's, it's you know, it goes to Christmas past, present, future, all very entertaining in their own right. And other characters, good diversity for an older film, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose uh, shows so. The struggles, shows the struggles of lower class, uh, a, a black mother, single mother as well. So it kind of puts that into perspective. And it's female, not just like, because... That would be uh, uh, a Cratchit, right? She'd be the version of Bob oh, yeah. Cratchit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they chose a female who was also black. So I think that was very ahead of its time at the time. Uh, but yeah, very funny. Uh, still sends a good message and kind of relates to people in their 30s and 40s uh, for what's going on. You know, you kind of become distant to family members from time to time just because of old feuds or things that you're trying to avoid. Um, as you, as, as we talk more and more about, uh, certain movies, I'll be bringing up certain themes between either family or just nostalgia yeah. for my, uh, choices mostly. Um, and yeah, this is one that always kind of reminds me, it's like, oh, well, maybe you get a, you know, bring up a family and bury the hatchet from time to time. Uh, Scrooged, Scrooged, uh, it almost broke my list since uh, four Christmases for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned. I uh, I had it listed in my honorable mentions, so I will be removing that from my honorable mentions, as you guys have already covered it. Solid choice, though. Not much more I could say on top of both of you guys. Well, so with that, that said, then we should probably uh, throw to you for number four. Uh, what's your number four? Number four, controversial pick here, Love Actually. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, synchronized. <laughs> Love Actually may not be the perfect Christmas movie in terms of a happy ending for everyone in the movie. But you have maybe the funniest performance in a Christmas movie by Bill Nye as Billy Mack. Absolutely hilarious. That song is, it's not a Christmas song you hear on the radio. It's just I know the old version so well, you know. Well, we all do. That's why we're making the new version. Right, okay, let's go. I feel it in my fingers. In my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Feel it in my toes, yeah. Love is all around. Oh, fuck, wank, bugger, shitting, ass, head and hole. Start again. I feel it in my fingers. In my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Feel it in my toes, yeah. Christmas is all around me. Christmas. Christmas, come on, let it 
know. This is shit, isn't it? Yep. Solid gold shit, Maestro. But man, is it hilarious. Uh, you have such a diverse cast. Hugh Grant playing the Prime Minister. Uh, you get to see Hugh Grant dance through the uh, through a house not quite naked, but very entertaining. Uh, Laura Linney fantastic. Liam Neeson fantastic. And when I say it's not a... So basically Love Actually you have probably about 10 different stories, maybe even 12 different stories of different characters over the holiday season and them trying to cope with the holidays, them trying to find love for the holidays or get through some unfortunate events during the holidays. Right? Uh, you have Emma Thompson who she's up there with Frances McDormand. Emma Thompson is such a fantastic actress and you truly feel her pain in this movie. Absolutely feel her pain. You have a great, uh, great cameo from Rowan Atkinson, little Mister Bean. Uh, <laughs> not, not actually as Mister Bean, but you have a great cameo from Rowan Atkinson in this. You have Chiwetel Ejiofor, Martin Freeman, Watson. For those of you who don't know who Martin Freeman is, uh, Colin Firth. You've uh, quite the romance. Or Bilbo. <laughs> Martin Freeman, also known as Bilbo. Thank you. Very much. Yeah, uh, Kara Knightley, who could care less about her character in this uh, in this movie. To be Agreed. honest, uh, to be honest, she doesn't do much. But interesting fact, she's wearing that ugly hat during uh, during the part a couple parts in that movie because of a massive zit she had on her forehead when they were filming and they needed something to cover it up, <laughs> and they were like. Take this hat. So, but what a cast! And you're talking about what a cast. Just the what Keira Knightley storyline, if I remember correctly, that was the one where she marries a guy, and then his best friend shows up and drops a couple of like uh, big cards. I love you bombs on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, yeah. Is uh, that romantic from, or is that uh, kind of shitty? Like I, I, I get jarred Andrew by Lincoln. that storyline. Yeah, it's, it's it's what's his name from fucking uh, Walking Dead. And everyone's yeah. like, that's him? It's like, yeah. Look what happens when you get rejected by Kira Knightley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's it's hilarious because yeah, it's it's Rick Grimes, by the way, Andrew Lincoln. But it's hilarious because her and Chuatel Edgio spoiler alert, her and Chuatel Edgio for get married, and he's the video Andrew Lincoln's character, Mark, is Chuatel Edgio for's best friend. And he's the videographer for the wedding. He never sends over the video. So she comes over to see the video and discovers, oh, he's just creepily recorded her for the whole wedding. <laughs> but in a slightly endearing way, I guess. Uh, feeding her ego, maybe. Endearing's so... a fine line. If you're ugly like me, it's not endearing. <laughs> it's creepy and disturbing. But if you're Rick Grimes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Also, how many so, times do you practice pronouncing that name? What Chuatel Ejiofor? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I've said that a lot. Chuatel Ejiofor is a fantastic actor. Oh, he's a wonderful actor. But there's times where I have trouble pronouncing someone's name. 
<laughs> and you're just like, oh, it's just like, might as well be a UN translator, Brian. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, he's, it's not the first time. Well, first time maybe here I've discussed him, but like 12 Years a Slave is one of the best movies I've probably seen in the past. Wait till we talk about top five sci fi films and we bring up Wait till we talk about top five slavery films. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a very good, but at the same time, very bad top five. Because it's like, wow, like let's talk about slavery films. Because there's a lot, and there's a lot that are really amazing. But at the same time, it's like, wow. I mean, how do you pick? I really need to hear a whip crack before I know I'm invested into a slave film. (laughs) Do you guys guys remember the Chappelle show sketch about (laughs) roots? What is your name? And he's like Kuta Kinte. <laughs> like your name is Toby. Oh, okay, I told you not to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> I'm happy that you guys remember that. It's such a good sketch. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Real quick before you hop in, I just want to say one of the things that I really liked about Love Actually was the whole the way it starts and finishes is is a good way of well-rounded storytelling where it doesn't be you in the face so like it starts with the whole like when when the towers hit etc etc talking about the impact that it had on people starts and starts you know talking about landing at heathrow all that and it ends with obviously a culmination of the characters at heathrow but of the airport footage was also hidden cameras. So it was authentic footage that they shot at Heathrow. So all the happiness you're seeing at the start of the movie where you see people getting off like the plane and reuniting it's with genuine. their families and everything, it's genuine. And that goes a long way for for setting the tone for the movie. Wow. Now, Tim, I will pass it I will pass it over to you. <laughs> My number three is Muppets Christmas Carol. It is oh so so perfect. And uh, Chulupa, you're talking about nostalgia. Starring Mike O'Kane. Mike O'Kane. Mike O'Kane. Uh is Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh my god. You know what you're in for for this movie. The songs are great. The characters are are great. It's a Christmas Carol, so you know the the story. But uh I don't I think what this movie is is remembering sitting down on the like the ground. You had your tree lit up. Everybody was in their Christmas pajamas. My grandma would come over, and then we'd put this movie on. Like it's just this is Christmas in a lot of ways to me. It's uh, it's a special movie. It didn't make my cut. I have it in my honorable mentions, so I'll take that out later. Mm-hmm. Um, what didn't get me is the beginning is great. Ghost of Christmas Past and that whole sequence is a little too creepy for me. Yeah? Or like, or too, even as a kid, I was like, this is too childlike. Like with that, the ghost, of, the, the actual ghost of Christmas Past, I'm like, this is weird. The animation was weird. It would have been better if it was a Muppet. Like, it just didn't hit for me. And then also like how, how over the top lovey-dovey he was. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> boom, he's like, no, fuck you. I need wealth. And it's just like, wow, that really changed very quickly, like in the span of like a year. Not just like 
gradually changing. It was just split second. And then the singing was horrible, in my opinion. Um, but again, who am I to judge? Uh, but like Ghost, Ghost of Christmas Present, awesome. And like mm. that, when he's singing, great, lots of fun. Um, yet you get Fozzie and uh, the whole the whole group there is uh, Fezziwig. It's Fozziwig. How how perfect of a blend of a name that was. And then Ghost of Christmas Past. That's another one that was very scary. They always do a very good job for Ghost of Christmas Past as being very scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very wonderful. And I just love like all the rats and Rizzo and everything being like the the random like employees. It's like, how would they like to spend the next month unemployed? This is my island in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> the uh oh my god. Uh who are the his friends, the ones that warn him that the ghosts are coming. They're the uh the guys that are always doing the reviews. Jacob and Marley, or in oh, the yeah. real sense, Jacob I Marley. Love that it's song. It's Stat- Stat- Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> Who are you? In life, we were your partners, Jacob and Robert Marley. It looks like you, but I don't believe it. Why do you doubt your senses? Because a little thing can affect them. A slight disorder of the stomach can make them cheat. You may be a bit of undigested beef, a blob of mustard, (laughs) a crumb of cheese. Yes. There's more of gravy than of grave about you. More of gravy than of grave? What a terrible pun. Where do you get those jokes? Leave comedy to the bears, Ebenezer. Please, Jacob, Robert, don't criticize me. You always criticize me. We were always heckling you. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Why do you come to me? It is required of every man that the spirit within him should walk abroad among his fellow men. And if that spirit goes not forth in life, he is condemned to do so after death, to witness what he cannot share, but might have shared and turned to happiness. We're Marley and Marley, avarice and greed. Advantage of the poor and just ignored the needy. We specialized in causing pain, spreading fear and doubt. And if you could not pay the rent, we simply threw you out. <laughs> there was the year we evicted the entire orphanage. I remember the little tights all standing in the snowbank with their little frostbitten teddy bears. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known our evil deeds would put us both in shackles. Captive bound, we're double ironed, exhausted by the weight. As freedom comes from giving laws, so prison comes with hate. We're Marley and Marley. We're Marley and Marley. But my friends, you were not unfeeling towards your fellow men. True. Uh, my number, my number three, 
I feel it in my fingers. I feel it, I in, feel my it in my toes. Feel it in my toes. <laughs> Christmas is all around me, and so the feeling grows. <laughs> Love is a oh fuck, motherfuck, piece of shit, fuck, fuck. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, it, it took a lot for me to bite my tongue on this one. I just wanted to let you do uh, do the thing, Brian. That's what I've learned in previous episodes. Um, yeah, for me, this is this is awesome. The first time I watched it, I watched it with my sister and my my parents. They were all just howling. My dad, my dad particularly thought it was quite funny with Bill Nye and his manager, their romance, and yeah. like just being friends. But he's like, "Ooh, what kind of friends are they?" I'm like, "I don't know, Dad. What kind of friends are they?" And he's like, "Ooh, I don't know." And I'm like, "Whatever. Like, it's funny." Um, yeah, really, really good. I was gonna also bring up too, uh, Rowan Atkinson's character is uh, for, oh, for a lot of fans, actually. fan okay. theories. Yeah, love actually <laughs> sorry 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 i was just picking up there um yeah thank, thank you thank you tim I got uh you. yeah ron atkinson's character his name is rufus and a fan theory is that he is an angel and he is there to help certain things mm. so why the the reason why he's taking so long to to gift wrap gift wrap everything is to put um alan rickman on the spot to make maybe get him to think twice about going with this before making a bad mistake and then also helping um i believe his name is jamie um you know go through the airport security and everything there too great movie wonderful cast i was actually going to bring this up in our top soundtracks or top five soundtracks Ah. (laughs) wonderful oh my god you have dido in that and like yeah, great, great, great moment for Dido to be thrown in there, and then also you got Joni Mitchell, Mitchell, wonderful Canadian. Thank you very much, Albertan as well. Yeah. Uh, and like that moment too. Oh my God, it was such a wonderful song. And at that moment, like the, whoever did like the the music set and everything did a very very good job. So uh, this movie hilarious, uh, hits the spots, and also as most British movies or shows do, kicked off a big wave of holiday ultra cast movies like uh valentine's day and what was the weather one new year or some shit and they just didn't hit nearly as big hit the mark no nowhere let's have 10 different storylines and see how they all intertwine and come together tarantino's like i did this before you fucking (laughs) assholes uh yeah i know this this is not only one of my favorite christmas movies but just one of my favorite movies it's so well done hugh grant very charming, hilarious, great music, um, very quirky, uh, uh, you know, lovable characters. And I was going to jump on with what Brian said before is not only do you have all these different perceptions of what's going on with these different people, which are very different um, in their own right and what they're going through. You know, you have Liam Neeson as a stepfather, you know, going through his own struggles along with his uh, step, you know, uh, stepson's. I wish I wish it would have kind of tapped into more Liam Neeson as well. Like it didn't seem like it really got into what he was going through. It was kind of more focused on his his uh, stepson. But um, you have relationships that don't succeed throughout. You know, it's like you know Alan Rickman yeah. and um, oh good lord. Um, again, you're Frances McDormand. Uh, what's her Emma name? Thompson. Emma Thompson. I I do appreciate her as an actress. She's a wonderful actress. I feel bad for forgetting her name there. But um, their relationship, it seems, didn't succeed, and they were, uh, you know, either keeping it 
going or just being very peaceful and separated. Yeah. But keep uh, keep together for the kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, essentially, essentially. But uh, yeah, no, I I really liked it. Uh, the only relationship I really didn't care for, and they could have taken it out to maybe give more time for some other people, is Martin Freeman and the um, the other actress there. That that is actually cut from TV, the TV version of it. Well, it makes enough. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, though it is it is classic uh classic like random british humor like very wry british humor to have that relationship just like in there randomly yeah Yeah. but yeah i agree is that's one of the ones that could be easily cut uh funny enough a lot of people say that you should watch love actually followed by die hard right away so when you're mad at Alan Rickman, you get your vengeance <laughs> <laughs> right after. And his apology is so shitty. He's like, oh, I was an idiot. And he's just like, you're just saying that because you're a cut, you dumbass. Yeah. Like Emma exactly. Thompson is really thinking about all the different ways to go about it. And he's just like, oh, I'm a fool. I'm Alan Rickman. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Thankfully, Harry Potter will kill me later. Spoiler alert. Just... Don't you feel so positive when Hugh Grant gives it to Billy Bob Thornton? Doesn't that just lift your heart a little bit too? Because fuck thing, America, especially... <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? The whole like, uh, Billy. It, it's just once again good about Billy Bob Thornton. He plays a perfect kind of creep president. <laughs> well, like, oh, look at the look at the tits on that one or whatever he says. Is that harass? Yeah, um, it's just. Good on Billy Bob Thornton for playing that role well, but Natalie, see... whose name is Martine McCutcheon, yeah. I had a crush on her for years, man. She is adorable, and in that, I can't, I can't believe she didn't find more work. But yeah, she she plays her mm-hmm. role perfectly, especially when like Hugh Grant, you know, uh, stumbles upon her place, and she's just like swearing all the time, just yeah. like very, very like, oh, I'm so proper and everything, and this is like me normally. It's just like, yeah, fuck this and fuck that, whatever, what the fuck. But that's the thing you you really experience in love. Actually, I should have put it higher on my list. Looking, I would have dropped a couple movies below it. Like the more we talk about it, you really experience different kinds of love in the movie in a very real, very well done way. You have that kind of long lasting that manager love between <laughs> where it's like you know uh, you've been my manager forever. I don't want to spend. Like, it feels wrong to celebrate my success with anyone else. That kind of love. You have the the young budding love of a kid having a crush on a girl. You have the love lost with Liam Neeson uh, and missing missing his wife. You have that love lost. You Not have... to mention the guy that travels to America. Yeah, and just like exactly. you know, like it does a really admirable job of keeping all those women warm in the the one bed they all sleep in. <laughs> yeah, and then you have you have in the Wisconsin. love of a coworker who you should not be in love with or who you should not pursue, and what that feels like with the whole Hugh Grant situation, uh, yeah. the Prime Minister and Natalie, right? And yeah. then on top of that, you've Colin Firth in his situation and call yeah. for situation is very interesting you have uh you have a heart scorn um very in a very entertaining way at the start of the movie by the way 
<laughs> yeah, I want to have you at least funny. two more times until he gets home. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just wonderful, wonderful. Uh, like again, what? like the cast is so amazing. Yeah. Anyone who who shits on this movie, it it hurts my heart a little. And I'm like, you have to, you need to give it a second chance. I really feel you need to give it a second chance. If if you did not like it, it it just I I see what people were saying with the complaints though, like the the Kira Knightley one especially. That's fucking terrible. And then like it's just there's a lot of shitty people in it. Even Hugh Grant is like in a position of power and yes like that's a love denied but like still that's kind of gross like hey coach critics this uh clip is from toxic takeaways on youtube i think it'll prove my point pretty subtly Love Actually has a reputation as a feel-good classic, a holiday season staple that's as hilarious as it is heartwarming. But if we look closer, we can see that many of its ideas about love are, well, kind of messed up, even by romantic comedy standards. From infidelity to objectification to borderline stalking. Toxic takeaway number one, limerence is the same as love. Romantic comedies are often in love with the idea of the one, the perfect predestined soulmate who will make our lives complete. But most romantic comedies aren't about love. They're about limerence, a state of infatuation or obsession with somebody that you'd like to have a relationship with. I mean, he, in all fairness, he transfers her to a different role away from him. He does the exact right thing that you should do. You can't control when you catch feelings for someone. How you handle it, good for him as the prime minister transferring her. He didn't fire her, he just sent her to the United States to be our ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure she's Uh, always around Billy Bob Thornton. (laughs) And Laura Laura Linney's character a little sad. (laughs) Yeah, like like I I wasn't sure, like uh, maybe there are some people that haven't seen this movie. Uh, obviously we should put like a big spoilers. Uh, spoiler alert at the very beginning for womp, other people. Womp, womp, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, yeah, late, late, late. How about that? Uh, people should know before jumping in here. But yeah, no, like, the more I thought about it, like, I was just like, oh yeah, Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson are the ones with the bad relationship at the end. Like, wait, no, no, there's a lot of people in this film that actually have, you know, heartbroken in a sense, in one way or the other. Like, um, Rick Grimes, pardon me, is that the right one? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. he's heartbroken. Like he accepts it, but he's still heartbroken. You know, I've been in that situation before. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you have, like you said, Laura Linney. You know, in a situation. Also, the love interest to Laura Linney, Xerxes, <laughs> Xerxes, in Three Hundred. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a stud of a man from Brazil. What up, Rodrigo Santoro? Yep. <clears throat> and he made so much money from those three films. Well done, sir. And he's Hector in uh, plays Hector in uh, Westworld. No shit. I haven't yeah. actually. I've only seen like uh, the six episodes of that, and then haven't gone on more. Man, it, it's a, a Christmas show that's special. Still good, but gets worse and worse as it goes. Yes, the Westworld I Christmas special. Welcome to the Westworld Christmas special. But I, I like movies to finalize Love Actually as we continue to just like jizz all over a cover of it. <laughs> <laughs> With <laughs> a bow. Circled your cottage. With uh, a bow. 
Yeah, we've been on love just, actually for quite some time. Closing, it closing feels thoughts. real. And that, I like that, is it feels real. It feels mm. like something that I've been in good relationships, I've been in shitty relationships, and not though not all the situations are similar, You're not you, one can right relate, now, are you? you can relate to Laura Linney's character at, like, absolutely loving someone, but being frustrated that and being constantly distracted by family, having to deal with family, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's very interesting. And once again, you see a boss that takes advantage of a situation with Alan Rickman versus a boss in Hugh Grant that doesn't. Right? So you get to see both. You get to see both sides of that. Or as I like to say, you get to see both sides of that. <laughs> yeah. I just, man. Okay. I'll grant you like a, a wonderful romantic movie. It's nice every once in a while. But like when you think of top five Christmas movies, you really want to delve into that kind of human morass, like yeah, absolutely. If Bill Nye alone, yeah, Bill Nye alone wins wins it for top five Christmas movie. Wow, just incredible! Is such a good job. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna call this a little sus. You guys are welcome to your picks. I think you, you've picked a solid movie with good actors. It's just it's a little sus on a Christmas song. Hallmark oh, movies. Hallmark. Oh, I had the I had the it's pick Christmas. Grade nine. Grade nine. Man, I walked into this saying I was the Grinch. Man, there's a lot of happiness in this uh in this movie too. If you get down by two stories in the movie versus like four other ones, five other ones where there's happiness, that's on you, man. At that point, if you want to focus on the negatives, yeah. you need to you need to evaluate you. I never think of like the big eternal. city fiance that's just gotten left behind. I think about the love that I'm being shown then and there. Uh, so Tim, mm-hmm. what is your number three? Number, uh, my, wait, no, it's my number three now. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my number three is Elf. <laughs> uh. Not as good as Love Actually. <laughs> you know what? My number three is Love Actually. Let's talk about Love Actually more. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Brian, we're, we're, we're together on this one again. We're doing so well. <laughs> uh, my number three is Elf. Bye-bye. Bye, buddy. Hope to find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Bye. I don't think I need to give a plot summary of Elf to to anyone. Uh, what I will say. And I will keep it short because I've gone so far in Love Actually, and I have a feeling Elf is on both yours, and uh, and maybe not. But I have a feeling Elf could be on one of your top mm-hmm. twos. That's possible. So I will I will keep it succinct. As Buddy Will Ferrell, it may be one of the best roles that he's ever done. It's absolutely perfect. The the Elf that doesn't fit in because he's regular sized. Just how he behaves in New York City oh my and God. 
the foods he eats, like when he eats like the spaghetti with the M and M's and everything, and pouring the maple it, syrup on. Yeah, like just his love for sweets. It's it's absolutely hilarious, and like apparently, like just killed, absolutely killed the whole cast and crew. Like watching him, watching him eat that. Uh, the snowball fight, the awkward scenes with Zoe Deschanel, yeah, uh, the the whole uncomfortable bathroom scenes where she's in the shower singing and he's uh, he's just singing, he's just starts singing with her, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Here? <laughs> uh, it, it's well done. And you got you got you know Bob Newhart playing Papa Elf and uh, and. Will Ferrell obviously sitting on his lap, just really great. And then for those that really like Elf, I recommend you watch the Netflix series. There's a Netflix series. It's a the movies that made us. I had to look oh, it up. Okay. I the thought you were gonna say Squid Games. <laughs> this shit has nothing to do with this, but I'm in. <laughs> so the movies that made us did a did a thing on Elf and the thing on how they filmed it. Uh, it's very interesting to see how oh, they cool. filmed Elf and the camera tricks they had to use, everything along those lines. I highly recommend it. So that's my uh, that's my number three. Uh, I'm gonna go to my number two, and uh... yes, sir. I think there's a good chance it could be on one or both of yours. It's a weird choice for a Christmas movie, but Gremlins. <laughs> it's it's not. It, it was an honorable mention on my list. Funny enough. Yeah, I the way that I started to look at the list uh, as we continue to toe to toe, just I was like, all right, so if because we did the Halloween one, but now I'm thinking Christmas movies. If I was gonna hand someone a playlist, I think that's where I'm like. This is the five movies you're going to watch and get psyched for Christmas. It's hard to put in maybe even better movies, but like just messing around the order and making sure you have a couple of different tones. Gremlins is just so fucking good. And it, I think it's uh, maybe uh, an odd enough choice that breaks up the comedies and the fun and the kids movies to something that's uh, just a little different. What is it? Mogwai. What's he doing? Singing. He does that sometimes. I gotta have him. He's incredible. Tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a hundred dollars for him. No. Look, I've gotta have him. It's a present for my son for Christmas. It's exactly what I've been looking for, and I've been everywhere. I'll give you two hundred dollars. That's two hundred dollars. I'm sorry. Mogwai, not for sale. I thought you said everything at your grandfather's store was for sale. Grandfather! With Mogwai comes much responsibility. I cannot sell him at any price. Wait outside a moment. I'll be right out. Just go. Okay, mister. Here it is. Oh, right. What about your grandfather? Forget what he said. He's crazy. We need the money. Now, come on. You want it or not? I want it. Look, mister. There's three rules you've got to follow. Yeah, what kind of rules? Keep him out of the light. He hates bright light. Especially sunlight. It'll kill him. And keep him away from water. Don't get him wet. 
But the most important rule, the rule you can never forget, no matter how much he cries, no matter how much he begs, never, never feed him after midnight. You got it? Sure, kid, whatever you say. Hey, listen, thanks, and have a Merry Christmas. The way that it's yeah. shot is gorgeous looking now to me, like that that 80s look to everything. The story is completely unique. I like hijinks and puppets. It's, uh, yeah, it is part of the like, the 80s trend of like, you, you go back that far, they treated kids differently with their movies. So it was allowed to be a little bit darker. And I, I like that for kids' movies, that, that right level of edge to it. Yeah, yeah, I can I can get that. And who doesn't like Gizmo? Gizmo's absolutely adorable. So <laughs> it's probably what helped you, to sell all those it. Furbies in years past. If if I may, to avoid uh, bringing it up in honorable mentions, because I have quite a, a bit of a list. Um, I like Elf because it's a new adapt- adaptation, like I was bringing it up with Klaus, um, and it's still relevant and it's it, it's very funny, very funny, mm-hmm. and still sends a good message. A little cheesy to the kids and everything, but. Um, yeah, good, good, good acting, wonderful uh, story, uh, good animation as well when they're North Pole, and uh, just like great one-liners I still bring up like to this day. They're just like fucking hilarious. And then <clears throat> Gremlins. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, even though it's it's really not voiced, Howie Mandel voiced Gizmo. Funny enough. Oh, cool. That is a weird fact. That's awesome. He yeah. was in uh he was in another movie around that time with the, like the same kind of puppet puppeteers and shit. What was it? We can move It was it called stuff. Little Monsters? I think it was Little Monsters. He had a lot of makeup on himself. He was really yeah. trying to make it big and still he is trying to make it big. Fred Savage, Howie Mandel. Yes, Fred Excuse Savage. Me, yeah. I remember watching that as a kid when I was really young. I forgot oh, this man. was a Spielberg film. Uh that man knows storytelling. I'm trying to think of a, a good line. It's like, why is the carpet wet, Margo? I don't. I'm sorry. Why is the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. National Lampoon's vacation. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful comedy. Oh my god! It's like, are you surprised, Clark? I would be more surprised if my head was stapled to the carpet, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like great one-liners, wonderful acting, hilarious, so funny. In my opinion, this is probably the best Lampoon's vacation movie uh everything is great when he's when he's in the attic watching uh the old reels um really good christmas songs picture the soundtrack not just like a soundtrack but like christmas particular artists singing songs uh chevy jays beverly d'angelo like obviously they're in all in all of them uh what's the name of the uh, galecki guy from uh (laughs) <laughs> the guy from uh, Big Bang Three, uh, Jason Galecki. He he plays think... Russ. He plays Russ. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, very very. Uh, funny. Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki. There you go. Yeah. That's a uh, good hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Like everything that's done, I'm sure all of our families have related to like at least a third of the things going on. Uh, the rant at the end when he's just freaking out about his boss. <laughs> hey! If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. 
I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood... Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Wonderful. I'm sure he just was thinking about all, like, the the SNL cast at that time and just saying everything that he thought about them all in that one big rant. Just fed up. And like you know, the Chicago Blackhawks jersey with the Griswolds on the back, like digging the tree, the squirrel running around, uh, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. It, I think we watch this about five times every year in the, my family household. So, yeah, no, can't uh, you know? It was it was really hard to keep it from number one, uh, and it was it, it, making this li- list was very tough. I think this was the one of the toughest lists I've had to, to put together, in my opinion. I. I agree. Uh, I agree. It was a very tough list. And I feel like it's the kind of list that changes constantly where you could, yeah. it'll, where you could easily, depending on your mood, throw something else in instead. For mm. my number one, I have three different ones that could have fit into the number one slot, even though they didn't make it into the rest of the list. The two of them, <laughs> just because like the uh, way that you build a list, I was like, fuck like these would be perfect as a last edition and it was hard fought but i was upstairs talking to mom going through my stuff and we were just both smiling and it put us in the mood going back over these movies and i'm starting to smell the gingerbread like it's gonna be a good christmas hey griswold where do you think you're gonna put a tree that big bend over and i'll show you <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of classic lines Oh, and Juliet Lewis, the daughter, is just like throwing so much shade here and there. It's just wonderful. Like, why do we have to share a room? It's just like I don't even know what he does by himself in his own room. Hmm. Uh, Something, something very interesting I thought of um, a couple years ago. You know, Mary from the lingerie section of the mall. Yeah, we all do. Uh, Anyway, her name is Nicolette Scorsese. I reckon there's a relation. I'm not going to look into that right now. But the movie came out in 89. She was born in 54. That means she was 45 years old. What the fuck? Remarkable. Yeah. Looks very good for 45. Again, sorry for our listeners that don't like comments on uh, actors or actresses' beauty. I've mm. talked Chevy Chase's beauty many times when he's in his mid-30s and 40s. So shut up. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick Google. Chalupa's getting very uh, rowdy after his uh, Belgian ales. Thank you. Uh, Scorsese. Well, related to Martin Scorsese. Oh, just I'll like the, the, on the, it. the grandparents just snoring and sleeping, watching like the Christmas parade. I'm like, oh, that's there's my dad and my 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 sister-in-law's dad, just big fucking just. Sawing logs, watching like you know whatever's on TV. <laughs> when no you religion. say grace, the blessing. When Lewis just goes like this, like ah, oh, blessing. <laughs> I lose it instantly. It's it's very good. He's Chevy Chase is really good at at 
getting getting angry but like in the classic like dad angry kind of way he does a very good job of it in this movie yeah he does a very good job as someone who's just been pushed a little too far even the whole the whole opening scene the car scene with a little bit of road rage going on uh it's just hilarious i could i picture my dad like it makes me immediately think back to my childhood a bit yeah Oh, the swimming pool scene when he's like just like fantasizing what's going on there. Christmas. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're gonna press on, and we're gonna have the hap hap happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight. He's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. Uh, number two, Brian, what do you got for us? My number two is the holiday. Oh. Yes. Mm. I, Diaz- I think this is a garbage number two pick, Brian. I'm just like, I usually agree with you on your picks or I'm like, oh yeah, fair enough. But I think this is a very garbage number two pick. Number five, fair enough. Number two, ooh, you could do better. Do better. No, I, I, hey, we're all entitled to our opinion. Uh, Which are wrong. And it's wrong. It's wrong. I understand, I understand how some of us can pick movies and put them in their list just based off nostalgia. But some of us, you know, choose movies based off of where they actually should sit so (laughs) Uh, i actually i actually really like the holiday as a movie in general but the reason why i like the holiday is it's it's twofold a fuck fuck cameron diaz i'm not a big fan of cameron diaz in general and her role in this this movie movie. she's her role in this movie. movie I, I could care less about even and even though there's legitimate like the chemistry between her and Jude Laws, it's palpable. It, you can tell there's actual chemistry there. But you can you can, yeah. I I I truly believe you can. I uh, I watch this movie every holiday with every their holiday. with the line from the Jude Laws kids where it's just like. <laughs> We're the three musketeers. I rolled my eyes. I'm sure a lot of people cried or teared up. I rolled my eyes. I'm like, ugh. Every holiday, See, like, it's not flag day unless you watch. <laughs> every Christmas season. Oh, okay. Every Christmas season. Columbus Day, watching it. <laughs> Arbor Day, it's on. So the whole premise of this movie For is two females, Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz, both are having troubles with relationships currently. Cameron Diaz is a uh, she's a commitment phobe, so she she commits, but she she gives the impression that she can't fully commit. She can't cry, uh, so her sp- her spouse at the time cheats on her, and then Kate Winslet is kind of in that situation that Laura Linney was in in Love Actually where she's blindly in love with a colleague and it absolutely breaks her heart for different reasons. So the they decide, they go on a website where they swap houses. 
So they live in each other's houses for a couple weeks over the holiday season. And that's where the fun ensues. So you have a fantastic performance from Kate Winslet. I don't know if I can say she's never not put in a fantastic performance. Uh, You know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but Kate Winslet's a pretty fantastic actress overall. To get high. You, You also have one of Jack Black's most endearing performances, maybe one of his best performances. The scene, I'll take the example of the scene where Jack Black is walking Kate Winslet through a blockbuster and he's like, they're going through all the scores where he's like, he picks up Jaws and he's like. Have you seen this? (gasps) Chariots of Fire, loved it. Cling, 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 cling. Such a great score by Vangelis. He took electronic scores to a new level. It was groundbreaking. I'm going to test you on this later. Okay, Driving Miss Daisy, Hans. Very unexpected. Do you remember how great it was? Is this a bad game? No! Keep going. Sometimes I get self-conscious about my garada and scrattle Are you embarrassed by this game I've started to play? Okay. <laughs> it's not elaborate. I can go loud. Mmm. Bottom. Two notes. And you've got a villain. I don't know what to say about it. Totally brill. Uh-oh. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? I bet you didn't know. That was all written for the movie. It was a score, technically. I didn't know that one. Can't go anywhere. Oh, my God. It's such a great scene, and you can tell... And then Dustin Hoffman's there. <laughs> yeah, or, Dustin Hoffman's there. Or but... Leonard Cohen. Or Andy Garcia, I'm not sure. <laughs> but you can or tell... Or Al Pacino. You can tell... That Jack Black is truly, he's happy in that scene. He's excited. He's a music guy, right? Like, you can tell he's doing what he loves. And it comes across. Also, him and Kate Winslet, for being two completely different wavelengths, two completely different people, they somehow work so well together. You you want them to be together almost like a minute after they meet. The stupid Santa Ana wins uh, <laughs> when they meet. But you, you want them to be together. And then most importantly is, and the most heartwarming thing in the movie has nothing to do with their relationships. It's Kate Winslet's relationship with Eli Wallach, the old man, Arthur, and helping him re refine the love for Hollywood and rebuild his confidence. It's very heartwarming. Uh, I'm the opposite. I don't roll my eyes at that kid scene, and I'll never have, even when I wasn't sure whether I wanted kids or not. I you never have, I, not once. No, I honestly, You're... even when, see, I, as I said, take Cameron Diaz out of it. If this was just Jude Law and those kids, maybe you view it differently. Maybe you view it differently, right? But it's. For me, for me, it's very interesting to see the dynamic of and the the idea of a relationship that grows on a on a whim, 
to see how well Nancy Myers wrote and developed those characters. So you're talking some guy comes up to pick a file from a colleague, pick up a file from a colleague, and now you have to build a relationship out of that. Right? Uh, the meet cute. The principle, the idea of a meet cute, and Arthur explaining what a meet cute is to Kate Winslet, and how they had a meet cute, even though it's it's a different kind of meet cute, right? It's the old man who's a former, one of the best, greatest, last, longest living writers in Hollywood, explaining to her all about Hollywood, and even though you know it's Kate Winslet the whole time, it's still it's fantastic. I just think this movie is a a win throughout you i i can't understand how you would roll your eyes at it i'm baffled by it chalupa i just uh, think it was too cliche i saw it coming a mile away and the acting obviously from the kids is awful for you know because kids are usually awful actors. not in ghostbusters they uh, fucking rock the shit out oh of i bet way. because they got to work out all the kinks in uh stranger things uh <laughs> Which I've heard mixed reviews, I, I, but I trust you, Tim. I trust you. People got to get um, over themselves. Th- it was fun. I just find most of it just like fucking glitters and sparkles. I just think it's just way too like, oh, yeah, we got to really cake this on and cake that on. It's just like there's the scene where Jack Black is like playing the music. And it's like, oh, my God, this is totally what he would walk up to for accepting his award. This is perfect. And this is like, uh. But that's not how that scene goes at all. Are are we? That's not how are, that scene are goes we at acting all. That still? scene is like. Are we acting? No, but or are we? Or are we see, trying to convince this the is audience? Where, this is where your your displeasure with the movie is is bullshit, and it's because something that you've concocted. Because that's not how that scene goes at it's all. Consistent. That scene literally goes fun of it. him. That scene literally is prefaced by him saying, "I worked on this all night." Like I, I tried to get this all right all night. Yeah, but the reaction like, from Kate so Winslet is horrible. Here's the example: your your buddy works on a theme for our podcast all night, or however long he works on it. You throw it out. Tim liked it the first time. I still haven't heard it to be honest, because as I said, won't download to my phone, and I'm too lazy to figure it out. This figure I'll hear it whenever it's actually the theme for our podcast. But Tim was like, right away, oh, it sounds really good, right away, because that's how people react if something sounds good. If something, someone worked on something all night, generally you're going to be pretty nice to them, especially if you have a crush on them. That's but realistic. His reaction, his reaction was convincing. But that's It didn't seem like it was glazed over with sprinkles. No. I, I disagree. Tim Beebs. Now that being said, uh, that being said, after talking about Love Actually more, I think I would rank Love Actually higher than The Holiday. Thank but you. I still stand by The Holiday being a great movie overall. You Plus, bitch. great movie, because this sounds amazing, and I really want to watch it. I like Kate Winslet. I really like Cameron Diaz. Jack Black is always awesome, and Jude Law never disappoints. Nancy Myers, I just looked into her. It, it's a great cast. Everything you've said about the movie sounds wonderful. And then I'm I'm looking. Nancy Myers did Father of the Bride. I like those movies. Um, what my question is though, like Love Actually and this, this seem like great movies. I'm I'm not denying that. Like I said, I'm gonna dip in and check. But like, where's the the Christmas vibe to it? Is Christmas just love to you? And this is like it feels like an expression of that. No, the whole thing takes place over the holiday season, over the Christmas season. Like Die Hard. 
like Die Hard. Okay. Yeah, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. This in the same way that Hallmark <laughs> is a Christmas movie. Yeah, but at least in uh, Die Hard they acknowledge it. Ho ho ho, motherfucker! Like, now I got a machine gun. <laughs> Does Kate Winslet get a machine gun? Because I'm gonna be a lot more invested. This card. I'm gonna make a Christmas card. Be like, ho ho ho! Now I have a machine gun. This is like in brackets. Read in Alan Rickman German voice. I'm excited to see this because you pa- the the passion in which you describe the stuff that happens in this. Oh, John Krasinski's even in this. It sounds like it's gonna be a great movie for Valentine's Day. Aaron, remove Cameron Diaz from the movie. And it doesn't matter if it's Cameron Diaz. It's all of them. No, 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 Aaron. I mean, look at it from just look at Kate Winslet and or Iris and Miles Jack Black's relationship, and then look at the relationship between Kate Winslet, or Iris and Arthur, and those characters. Tell me that's not those aren't good relationships in a movie, and that those aren't built well. It seems too cheesy. That I'm not. I'm not saying the the plot or the storyboard, or the script is awful. It just seems the delivery for a lot of scenes is too cheesy and just, like, relaxed put on. It's like, I've seen Kate Winslet act. I love her as an actress. She's wonderful. She is amazing. She is a crown jewel in the British Empire. But in this movie, everybody, everybody... From Jude Law, who I also love, Jack Block, who is amazing, Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz. None of them hit it for me. None of them. Jack this Black doesn't this, hit this, this, the, the this scene isn't in, even in, in the blockbuster. The scene for in me. the video store. The scene in the video store doesn't Yeah, do where we're going through the different soundtracks. I like that scene. And that's the only time where to me it's genuine and it's hilarious. And they actually kind of relax a little bit. Because I, I to me, generally it seems like Jack Black is like Hey, go through all these, go through the video store and pick random movies. We'll show you where certain ones are and just like ad lib on what you think and just like I mean, mention certain things. And then Dustin Hoffman in the background being like, oh boy, everyone's a critic kind of thing. That's awesome. But everything yeah. else, the Three Musketeers, this, 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 la, la, la. A lot of it to me is just garbage. I do like it when like Cameron Diaz is like getting ready to go to like, the English home. And she's like picking up the wine and all this kind of stuff. It's like, ooh, a nice party for like four or something. She's like, oh yeah, for four. Yeah, okay. And I also the the other thing I like about it is the one thing I'll say is just even Cameron Diaz trying to survive in that little ham in like this tiny little this tiny little English home where she she doesn't know how like the the fireplace or the stove works or anything because she's used to living in her big ass Hollywood home like that right there is something that is also very believable but what I will say as a little shot across the bow is you cannot talk about not believing characters when you put French Kiss in your top five rom-coms did you watch that I did watch it I watched it oh my god finally (laughs) <laughs> you didn't like Meg Ryan? No, not at all. But how? But honestly, how good was Kevin Klein? <laughs> Kevin Klein was okay. Okay, oh my God, he should have won an Oscar okay. again. Should have won an Oscar again. 
maybe Timothy Hutton may have been better than Kevin Klein, to be honest. Jean Renault. All right, so for my number one, just with the idea that Chalupa is going to have to go to bed soon, I've picked Elf. Ding, 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 ding. Nice. I had to put it in here. Um, You're ding? Yeah. You don't need a ding. It's only number one. Yeah, but I matched I up mean, with Brian, so I'm going to put in the success But we didn't match tones. at number one, though. You didn't match the number one. Oh well, I was gonna put a success. It's in both our list, though, which is still, which is still impressive. You know Lame. what? I'll get two different success dings if we get like a dead-on match, or if it's just both in our lists. But uh, are those yellow peppers on your Nan pizza? Are that so? They're they're not banana peppers. They're just like yellow peppers. No, it's cheese. It's cheese oh. with blue cheese and sriracha sauce. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't tell because your hand was shaky with the pizza, in it, so <laughs> it was not a clear image. <laughs> I'm just trying to eat. <laughs> quit, quit poking fun of my arthritis. Uh, oh man! Not much more to add about Elf. We've talked about it good, uh, quite a bit throughout the episode. Uh, did not realize this was going to be a classic at the time that it came out. It just felt like another Will Ferrell movie. But it is aging better and better, and every time I go back, I still find it as hilarious as I did when I first watched it. Zoe Deschanel, I, I like the quirky girl kind of thing when it's not overdone, and I think that was perfect. Peak Zoe Deschanel, um, she got a beautiful singing voice, and yeah, just the, all the one-liners like Santa's coming. Yeah, and then how well they shot it when he gets into New York. Brian mentioned that. But, like, everything's so gray and so dirty, and he's still this just happy, insane person. Uh, who was his... Gum. Oh, my God, the gum. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about New York City. His dad is James Caan. Oh, James Caan. Okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Kahn scene, sorry to cut you. I think it's Caan. Okay. <laughs> Ray Fiennes. Um, hey, I like how you said it right this time. Rafe Ralph and Jay Fines. <laughs> Rafe and Jay Fines. Oh, uh, fuck you. Try to pronounce some Czech names, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, probably my favorite scene in this movie is when he's in the in the, the mail room. And the one guy's like, I'm only 28. And he's like, oh, my God. I forgot about that scene. That is a good pull, man. That is... Uh... Yeah, I, I think you get a lot of character development out of everybody, and it, it just ends in such a positive way. I uh, highly recommend Elf if you're going to settle down and pick one Christmas movie this Was year. Was that Alf or Elf? Elf. You recommend Alf or Elf? Elf. Elf? Elf, Elf is good, Elf. but he eats cats, Elf. and that's bad. Yeah, he does. <laughs> What's the other name for cats, though? How about that? <laughs> Buddy, Buddy the Elf is just a great character overall. How ex Will Ferrell does a really good job with the excitable aspect of him. It's it's just it doesn't get enough credit. Will Ferrell's performance, like when he's uh, when he's like, "Wow, you're fast! I'm glad I caught up with you." He's <laughs> like, "Why is your coat so big? I saw a dog today. Have you seen a dog?" <laughs> You probably have. How is school? <laughs> I know Santa. This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Oh. Uh, Chalupa, what's your number one? 
He lives on the top of Mount Crumpet. Oh my he god, the really? Grinch. Which version? Oh god. <laughs> yeah, the Benedict Cumberbatch one. How sweet. He hates shopping. <laughs> How droll. Uh, the Boris Karlov one, obviously. Ooh, this didn't even make my honorable mentions. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. no, obviously. You're going to roast me for the holiday and you chose Yeah, me. clearly. Clearly, you have a legend like Boris Karloff. I wonder how many repeats we're going to see for his Valentine's Day fucking... Solid soundtrack. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Don't hear many original songs coming from the holiday. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Boris Koloff, wonderful voice actor. Yeah, you um, do. You hear one that Jack Black produced himself that you shit on. <laughs> which is called Let's Get It On. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, anyway. Uh, Boris Karloff, the very famous voice actor, also plays Frankenstein's monster in so many of the old films. Um, does a really good job narrating and voice acting for the Grinch in... Um, Pardon me, Dr. Seuss's film adaptation. Uh, very popular in, in the household. Played it, I don't know, countless times every year. I uh, got on a VHS, my brother's stocking stuffer. And yeah, I don't know. It's just really good. And it just gives you all the warm feels and, you know, makes, make, lets you know that it's not just about you. It's about other people. And if you're being so grinchy, like, maybe you should let other people be happy. Sorry, Brian. I should let you be happy with your choice for the holiday. I shouldn't shut you down. If that makes you happy, then I should let you be happy. Um, nope. I like a little bit of debate. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's short. It's sweet. It gets the message across. Wonderful songs. Uh, you know, wonderful storyline. I actually did it my own version of The Grinch in high school. Um for for a poem project in uh, English class, I got an A plus. So I, <laughs> it's not a TV movie. special. It's not a TV special because it's its own movie. And what's the TV show from Doctor Seuss? It's not Mickey Christmas Carol, where there's many Mickey shows. How the Grinch Stole Christmas TV special, twenty five minutes long. Boris Karloff is the Grinch and the narrator. Was there Two ever a theatrical a release? Movie. It's not a you know TV. Sorry, it's not a yeah. It's not a theatrical release, but it's a maybe a made for TV movie. It's like mm-hmm. Robbie the Reindeer, which is also wonderful, but it's not a TV show because there's not a series attached to it. Oh, yeah. I don't. It's not, it's not like The Office or anything. If you want to argue it, I'll just include Elf in number five and just shift everything down. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. Which I'm not was gonna my original plan. If, if, if this, I'm not gonna argue uh, it that much. Definitely. But this definitely, I left this off my list because this yeah. and a couple things, like I left Charlie Brown Christmas off because I treated those as TV specials. So along the lines of like a Bill Murray, Christmas yeah, but Charlie Brown actually had a TV show attached to it. At the time, Doctor Seuss did not. But is That's there a theatrical I release? I think is the biggest question, and it was just a on lot TV? of a lot of those just releases did not have it. Like Robbie the Reindeer, I use instantaneously as a as a, a comeback, is a wonderful claymation British release. Uh, if you guys haven't haven't seen it, actually check it out. It's was there a theatrical very, very release though? There was not. 
then but it's a no TV, TV special. How the Grinch Stole Christmas was produced by the Cat in the Hat Productions in association with the television divi- and animation divisions of Metro Goldwyn Meyer Studios, where Jones was under contract at the time. CBS, coming off the surprise su- success of a Charlie Brown Christmas a year before, allotted Jones and MGM a $315,000 budget. More than four times what the Charlie Brown Christmas budget was. MGM, a famous movie studio, I CBS. believe. CBS. Yeah, I think yeah, there's got to be an asterisk on this number one. Like, it can stand. But maybe we'll put it up your uh, our <laughs> fucking fan. race. It'll stand. God damn it! <laughs> if the holiday stands up, you know, the holiday got a theatrical release, though. That's not the question. Yeah, it did holiday. get a theatrical release, but does it really count as a Christmas movie? Oh is, no, definitely not. Is Christmas the, is Christmas the integral consider, part of the film? Like how we, we argued about Die Hard a Christmas movie? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I consider Die Hard a for, Christmas for, movie. for me. No, There's because big Christmas, Christmas does not revolve it. around it. It's it's very much like how we argued about Princess Bride. Oh, it's not their love or romance that goes around it. Well, I disagree. Okay. Well, that's interesting because we allowed Princess Pride to be there, so I guess we're. I don't remember you guys allowing it. it. I remember you just like, okay, we're pretty late here. We better just move on before our Chalupa blows oh. the gasket. No, it's uh, convenient. Convenient revisionist history you have there, uh, Chalupa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only we had a recorded history of this whole thing. Asterix. Uh, Aster- asterisk. Asterisk. Brian, You're, uh, I, I just lost, I I just lost a, a vote from Tim. <laughs> I want to take a guess at Brian's uh, number one. Uh, she's all that. Never been kissed. Get over it. My number one is the actually the night before. Engagement. My number one is the night before. Oh, fuck. That is such a good pick. That is such a good yeah. pick. Run I easily. absolutely love the night before. I think it's uh, it's a good, light-hearted Christmas comedy. It, it's perfect for anyone over the age of fourteen. <laughs> 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 it's not necessarily your family Christmas movie, but you have such a great cast of characters: uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, Jillian Bell, Anthony Mackie, uh, Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling is fucking great in this. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just bleed into my drink? Uh, Lana Glazer. <laughs> Tracy Morgan's the narrator. Just the the idea of Tracy Morgan being the narrator is great. James Franco and him and Seth Rogen when they bro out uh, over the dick pics. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a good movie uh you got a cameo from miley cyrus in it so to for those that don't know the night before the premise is joseph gordon levitt his parents passed away during the holidays a while ago and they've had a tradition with his two friends seth rogan and anthony mackie where they get together uh every every holiday season and they do a set of a set of different things uh, it's just become tradition. So they do it every year, and this is the last year it's going to happen. They've all gotten old. you know. Uh, some of them have kids, and they're all at different parts of their lives, so they can't keep doing this. So it's the last hurrah, and without spoiling too much, it is an 
entertaining night. A very entertaining night. It's one of those wild night comedies, but you also get a you also get a little bit of a levity to it. And to me, Joseph Gordon Levitt's a it's he does a good job of you feel like he's actually been through some shit in the movie, which a in a comedy that like most people could give two shits about that with the type of comedy this is, but it adds to it that much more where you feel like he's actually been through some shit to the point where you, though you feel for him at the same time, you're like, all right, buddy, like it's time to move on and get over. Like you've done enough. So like you're, you're totally on board with the whole theme of this movie throughout. And that's just hilarious. Like start to finish hilarious. Seth Rogen on drugs. Uh, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Jillian Bell's a great, uh, great spouse. When, like the when he calls her, I don't know if uh, Aaron, if you've seen it, but when he when he calls and leaves her the voicemails from no, uh, from the bathroom, it is wonderful. It is he's leaving Fuck her the voicemails from the bathroom. He's like, ah, "This fucking baby, <laughs> this is like going off. <laughs> Be a father." Oh, <laughs> I love when he goes to church. That is pretty yeah. hilarious. And he's like <laughs> hanging out and talking with the shepherd. And it's like, what's your name? It's like, I, I, I don't think it's Tim, but I'm like, oh, it's Tim. It's like, oh, nice to meet you, Tim. Thanks a lot. And it's like such a genuine voice. and just helping him out. But yeah, fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and just but he's like running out of the church. He's like, we didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even their Christmas sweaters, his, uh, his Star of David Christmas sweater is fantastic. Oh, God. The Kwanzaa one. And like... <laughs> <laughs> and he's pissed off about it, but like the the, the, the music and like they're making fun of Big uh, playing the the giant keyboard and yeah no yeah and it, playing it's, it it's, too... it's, a, it's a great soundtrack. It's in my honorable mentions. I would probably mm-hmm. rank it number five. Uh, sorry, number seven or number eight. But uh, yeah, this is a really I, good one for for yeah. a good Christmas comedy with a bit of a twist yeah. and uh, modern adaptation. I, I want to pile on. I respect to, uh... your choice. I respect your choice. Yeah. Thank you. Unlike, unlike the holiday. I want to pile on to uh, what you were saying about Jillian Bell. I'm really excited her as her as a comedic actress actor, because uh, ever since workaholic, she can play the straight, straight uh, role really well. And then like the insane, crazy role. I am curious to see what will happen when she gets a chance to, to carry either a show or a movie on her own. And Lizzie Kaplan is also good. Um, Personally, as the guy seeing all of his friends age up and get into long-term relationships and having kids, this movie is a frightening look on how, like, my Christmas future could be if I don't start, you know, working out and making myself a whole person and not getting drunk or high every day. (laughs) This is, uh, yeah, a ghost of Christmas future in a lot of ways. One thing that I want to say while I still have the thought is we have to be careful now I still agree. The Grinch was a TV special, but the waters are muddy with uh, movies coming to streaming services with no theatrical release. Are we going to call all of them just TV specials or is that something different? Well, I think especially there's, you know, you could almost if I was to classify the Grinch as anything, if you're going to try to call it a movie, I'd consider it more of a short than an actual movie. Like we're talking. I'd agree. Like 25 shorts. It's a short, hundred percent. But I don't think it's just exclusively a TV special. To me, a TV special would be included as like a TV series attached to a, a show that was renowned to be 
released, you know, weekly or bi-weekly as the TV show, like Charlie Brown, or The Pink Panther, or Muppets, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Consecutively Uh, released after another. Like, don't get me wrong, Dr. Seuss did have a TV series line many, many, many years later, but not at that time in the 60s. I believe it was released in the 60s. Yeah. Um, and I thought this would be a controversial pick, which is why <laughs> I picked it. So, it's a good pick. What I will say, thank you, some Tim. Things, some things to highlight is for TV. I specials. could be wrong, but Office Christmas Party came out around the same time as the night before. Mm-hmm. I remember watching them both and just feeling night and day about how shitty Office Christmas Party was. And how good the night before was. And Jillian Bell's in both of them, funny enough. A uh, couple facts about the night before in general. So they, during karaoke, they chose Christmas in Hollis because of Christmas in Hollis in Die Hard. And it's uh, <laughs> Die Hard. Uh, and also, obviously, the whole, the whole storytelling from uh, Tracy Morgan plays a part and most importantly nathan fielder is in this and yeah. nathan fielder is fantastic and he doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't get enough credit yeah uh anyone who has not seen nathan for you such a hilarious show so mm. underrated wow. the dry delivery is amazing yeah <laughs> cool awesome well, this has been so, toe-to-toe uh, in 20 or so. We're going to give our honorable mentions in a or minute. so. We're obviously admitting that we can't do this in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're coming up on two hours. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the honorable mentions, we're just going to quickly give the information on where you can find us, Bearded and Bored, on Instagram. We're back on Facebook now. I'm going to be trying to do a little bit more and get uh, get a little more active out there. Please let your friends know if you're enjoying the show to uh, rate and review us. Check us out. If uh, you enjoy us, reach out to us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. We're, we're always trying to uh, make the best show we can. Um, yeah. Feedback, suggestions. Is the Grinch your, a TV your opinion. show? Weigh in on our debates. What do you think your about opinion. the holiday? What do you think about the Grinch? <laughs> Why does Tim always pick the best movies? I don't know. Gremlins at number two, question mark. <laughs> You can find me on Instagram, chalupacabra52, C-H-A-L-U-P-A-C-A-B-R-A-5-2. Let me know where you heard me, so I just don't assume that you're spam and block you and report you. Thank you very much. Brian, where can we find you, Brian? Find you. Twitch.tv slash not just BS. Twitch.tv slash N-O-T. J U S T P S. You can watch me struggle and rage quit at Rocket. And then yeah, struggle here's a horrible game. Here's a horrible game, Rocket League. I just downloaded yeah, it yeah. while we were talking. I'm uh, I'll be good to play. <laughs> nice. Give it give it more than like an hour. Give it some time.
Uh, I'm gonna blast through, uh, my Christmas, uh, my, what do we call this? The, the honorable mentions list. I don't know if we'll get a jingle for that, oh, yeah. but, uh, totally. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, uh, Noel starring Anna Kendrick, cause I'm a huge fan of her singing, uh, Die Hard, Very Merry Christmas, <laughs> of course, Home Alone, uh, oh no, I got a TV special that came up on here. It was Claymation called Rudolph, uh, then Bad Santa, and the next movie was so close to making it into my number one position, but I had to back it off. The Family Man, starring Nicolas Cage. Mm. It is a solid movie, but I had the, the a Christmas Carol uh, a few times through here, so I decided to take it off. Um, a Christmas Story, always, always a classic. I love it. Um, a Bad Santa, Klaus, now that I've seen it. Um, and Just Friends. Now, Mom suggested this movie. Um, for some reason, I guess this came up a lot in her childhood. Uh, it's like the weirdest Christmas movie of all time. Uh, it was 1957, uh, called All Mine to Give in the United States. In Britain, the day they gave the babies away. Um, yeah. So, when first one parent then the other dies six children have to look after themselves in the wisconsin and <laughs> wisconsin of the mid 19th century it's like by the end of the movie all the kids have to try to get adopted so this is the mid 19th century 20th century uh mid 19th century mid- that'd be 1850 yeah yeah, the book wow. takes place in the 1800s. The movie, well, that's, the book that's and some the Charles movie. Charles Dickens say. shit right there. Yeah. My God, so the book was published insane. 1947, the day they gave the babies away. Adaptations of mine to give 1957. And if and that's if uh, I'm actually like, hearing your honorable mentions there, Tim, I'll, I'll kick off with mine too. I'm surprised that Home Alone did not make the top five for anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised as well. Home Alone two actually almost made. My- I like yeah, the no, no. Better than the, the, the first and second are pretty damn good. Like, usually the second is garbage compared to the first but for, for most sequels. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm surprised that neither one made it to the top. I, uh, I actually anybody. have one of the original Talk Boys from a Christmas, like back when Home Alone 2 came oh, out. I got it for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. One of my buddies had one of those. And, like, the extender microphone is like, whoa. How badass. Um, yeah, so my my honorable mentions, uh, because we are uh, racist and um, uh, <laughs> anti-Semitic, uh, we did, I did not include um, Eight Crazy Nights, because that's technically not a Christmas <laughs> movie. That is a Hanukkah movie. Oh. But you guys established that it was a Christmas movie theme, so I did not include that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it just plain out didn't make my top five. It's pretty I good. Thought about uh, that good, movie, honestly. Good, good, good soundtrack. Good animation. Um, obviously, hilarious voice acting. Uh, Adam Sandler does a good job. Um, the night before was right up there too. It is in my top ten. I thought this was a really good uh, modern comedy. Muppets Christmas, Christmas Carol. Uh, Gremlins, Krampus. If you haven't seen Krampus, this is not. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say this is a good Christmas film, but the reason I include it is because it brings in Krampus, which is a good Central European mythological character, mm-hmm. like Jesus, uh, 
and it kind of gives a horror film to it as well. And I believe his name is, is it Adam Scott, the guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah. 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 He he's in it. He's pretty much the main guy in it. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I still so this is coming up to a point where I need to watch these movies and I still haven't. Nightmare Before Christmas, The Ref, Ben Santa, Wonderful Life. Uh, Ugh, I know so much pop, cul- pop culture references life. are wonderful. I just Clarence, watched it. Clarence, I, I want to live again. Those pedals. I want to Your money's not in my. Uh, isn't here. It's at it's at Jim's house and uh, Ted's house. It's it's, it's not here. Teacher um, says every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Well, that's the stupidest thing I ever fucking heard. Uh, yeah, Christmas Story I've heard is a fucking classic. I've seen bits and pieces. Like a lot of these, I've seen bits and pieces too. Shoot your eye, um, kid. <laughs> Polar Express is right up there on my list, and then Shoyo Noel. Uh, it's a World War One movie, foreign film, French. And I hear it is absolutely fantastic, very well uh, directed and filmed. Uh, check it out. Very solid movie. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions: Santa's Sleigh with Bill Goldberg. S L A Y. Yeah. If you have not seen this, I will paint a quick picture because this almost made my list for being one of the most ridiculous movies ever made. Santa is a demon who, for the past thousand years, has been forced to be good because he lost a bet to an angel over a curling match. What? Now, that thousand years is Curling? Yeah, that thousand years is up, and Santa is on the loose, so that angel has come back to challenge him to a rematch. Nice. Yeah, Santa's sleigh. It's a wonderful This is obviously Canadian. Yeah, (laughs) my wife and I watch It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas Eve. I don't know how the tradition started. It didn't even make my cut. She loves it, but it's it's an okay movie. A Christmas Story was on my honorable mentions as well. White Uh, Christmas? Is that okay? Would you recommend to watch White Christmas? No, White Christmas sucks. White Christmas is worse. Especially with tap dance with Danny fucking fucking K. Uh, no one mentioned this racist. for honorable mentions. No one mentioned this was. I'm surprised. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh Great no. Christmas movie. I had a lot of friends Great suggest Christmas. that uh, get on there because it's just nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a pretty solid movie overall. Much better than Christmas with the Cranks. Ooh. I've been told Christmas with the Cranks is one like it's uh, a family favorite now that like I should definitely check out. Like uh, a lot of people, yeah. just depending on their family grouping, it, it's uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I'll take that. That's what I figured. Yeah, I Christmas with Cranks is okay. Uh, Jingle all the way. <laughs> Does not like Sinbad and Arnold. Schwartz. You. <laughs> so ridiculous, uh, but so good. Paints a good picture of trying to get that crazy toy that you can't get a hold of during the holidays. Uh, that all that fun stuff. And one movie that I think is Christmas adjacent. It's one of my favorite movies, but uh, it only makes honorable mention because I didn't want to fight whether it was Christmas or not. It's called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer, 
great movie. Of, great movie. Yeah. I was debating about including this because of how little Christmas is included. Yeah, Christmas adjacent. Adjacent. Mm. There's some holiday parties. There's uh, yeah. there's the once again the reason why he's in the pickle he's in is because he couldn't get that toy, so he's trying to rob the store mm. <laughs> and get, also get the toy for his kid at the same time. Uh, yeah. Is it his kid or is it niece? I I don't know. I think it's his niece. I, I think it's his niece. Yeah, uh, another one too good. that was very uh, similar would be the long kiss goodnight with Gina mm-hmm. Davis, which is hits on Christmas notes, but you know it's not really the central thing. Yeah, uh, but you guys covered most of the other ones. Tim, I'm surprised Just Friends wasn't on your Christmas list. Again, Ooh. I heard you say honorable mention, but it made your rom com <laughs> list, but not your Christmas list. Boo! You suck! You suck! I don't know. It, it, it's a great love story, but I think that that movie could take place at any part the, of the year, and it wouldn't have changed the actual movie. But the family dynamic between the brothers, like again, oh, I'll, I'll 100%. remind everybody. It, it is a great movie, and it deserves to be on the no, top no, no, five no, no, rom coms. No. It's just, but... the, just, just the family dynamic. Like you could take away the rom con shit. You could take away like fucking Anna Ferris and everything, or Ferris. Um, you just have the two brothers, like Ryan Reynolds and whatever the fuck his name is, just fighting each other, and then mom like making dinner, yeah. and that's like its own like movie short. <laughs> Honestly, that it was just so well done. They just slap each other. It's a truce, truce. <laughs> it is so good. Like that, the the, the family fight scenes are incredible. Absolutely incredible. Oh. It, it takes me back with trauma. Another movie I wanted to ask you guys about was Fred Claus. Is that a worth watch? Vince Vaughn. I, I've heard it with Attic, and I really need to watch that. But. I don't know. I, I haven't watched it yet. I don't know it. Uh, I, I, I've seen the I've seen the trailers, but like, I can't say I've seen the movie or understand the references. But yeah, Attic with you on uh, on the the recording shows that you call podcasts. He he swears he swears by it apparently. So I feel that I need to do him justice. The the the, the grill slash smoke king, the salt the, the sultan of smoke. Oh, because he's you from Lebanon, right? I, f- I forgot to mention for the night before you, and Mr. Green, Michael Shannon. Yeah. So he is a line where he says, uh, well, that was where he says I'm a sucker for Leo at the end of the movie. He's talking about DiCaprio. Yeah. And uh, I, I apparently that was just Michael Shannon talking about it. Uh, like he was the whole thing was him just talking about and he went on like a 10 minute rant about working with Leonardo DiCaprio on Revolutionary Road afterwards and how he legitimately is a sucker for Leo (laughs) (laughs) he's worked with everybody I thought that was Michael Shannon but like because like he's got the toque on and hides his forehead and then like he changes his voice really well yeah Michael Shannon really especially like the last like few years he's in everything yeah he's knives out we just, we just uh, tara and i just watched that wasn't bad wasn't bad yeah uh, was bad very one. very odd pick for uh daniel craig to be a southern inspector yeah it's a little weird they didn't not hate a good it pick. not a good pick. didn't hate it didn't love it didn't hate it yeah but interesting yeah. <laughs> Christmas. Can we, hey. can we dive into songs? How you doing, Aaron? You gotta you got get up at seven, left? right? Like that's only 
six hours away. Do, do you want to yeah. bow out and we try again for Christmas songs? At least we got one Christmas episode locked. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll try. We'll try again if possible. Maybe we can start a bit, you know, like... <laughs> just just going to make fun of you, Tim. Yeah. You know, maybe we yeah. don't fuck up right off the bat. It's true. Why don't you go to bed? Yeah. Me and Brian will record <laughs> fucking burger toe-to-toe, uh, -to -toe, just a head-to-head -to -head yeah, match. Yeah, you guys are going to hate my burgers anyway. I, I... No. No, we're just gonna no, ridicule you for being wrong. <laughs> My, the, the Christmas I, songs I, list is really I went, hard. I went, I went with Beyond Meat. Oh, nice! <laughs> no, the Beyond perfect. Whopper is fantastic. Of course not. <laughs> uh, this I think is gonna end up being one of our best episodes we've recorded so far. The banter, the lists that you guys came up with, I think this is fucking fantastic. I'm excited, genuinely excited to check out some of those movies. Except for the holiday. I usually don't disagree with Brian. I usually don't disagree with Brian, but I find this one was, uh, this one was very real. You can, you, can, you can tell in people's tone when they're like, oh, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna be the one that disagrees with this. You don't want that. You want genuine shit. Mm -hmm. And I genuinely yeah. do not think that the holiday should be in a fucking top 30 Christmas. I think all the Grinch movies are shit. Even ah. the original. I think they're absolutely horrible. I'm not kidding. Like they're, they're... Danielle and I discussed, and she asked me why is why like don't I have anything with the Grinch on my honorable mention? They're not good. What? They're not good movies. Jim Carrey knocks parts... it out of the park. Thank you. There are His heart and my <laughs> heart grew three times that very day. Why was he not in your honorable mentions? Because I forgot about it. And I saw the Grinch yeah. there, and I want to stay away from that landmine as far as possible since we just uh -huh. land-based at you. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, there, there are parts of the Jim Carrey one that are good as a movie whole. Not that good. And then also with the Benedict Cumberbatch one. Like, there are parts that are good, but as a whole, not good. Hmm. That's why, when it's a short... It's easier for the whole to be good when it's 25 minutes long. Exactly. You keep it short, you keep it sweet. Especially when you can do, like, pen spinning. Have you guys seen the new trailer or heard about West Side Story, Spielberg? Oh. I haven't seen the old one. I know it very well. I get a lot of the, like, um, the, uh, pardon me, the pop, uh, pop culture references, but I feel like I need to watch the old one. And, like, I don't know why there's this wave of people being like, 
we need to remake the classics. Like it was so well done. We need to make it again to make money off of your love for the old. It's like what, what what's I what, think when is it going to be Goodfellas? Like a remake of Goodfellas. You know what I mean? Or a remake I think of that Pulp people Fiction. are scared people are scared to write independent ideas. I forget what the property name is, but like there's some kind of technical term for it. So you just write what's familiar and no one's really trying to risk any new ideas. Uh, Maybe TV is the last bastion of creativity, but even then, as soon as one thing comes out, you see 10 10 things. Well, then how many TV specials have done like, uh, the night before or uh you know it was the night before christmas and everything or um uh christmas carol and stuff like that like they all do their own rendition or the grinch or whatever right like they all like try to well, and, and i'm okay with that but when all you have to do is regurgitate like uh another superhero movie with a fucking baseless plot and poor storytelling to just put people in butts into seats to sell your theaters out like i just i think that's it's a danger in a society to start losing out on your storytelling. 100%. Um, but yeah. it's Christmas, and we're going to be happy people. <laughs> Philippa, what's your number two? My number two. Have the, the young budding love of a kid having a crush on a girl. You have the love lost with Liam Neeson uh, and missing, missing his wife. You have that love lost. You Not have... to mention the guy that travels to America. Yeah, just, like, exactly. You know, like, it does a really admirable job of keeping all those women warm in the, the one bed they all sleep <laughs> in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you have, you have the Wisconsin. love of a co-worker who you should not be in love with or who you should not pursue and what that feels like with the whole Hugh Grant situation, uh, yeah. the prime minister and Natalie. Right. And yeah. then on top of that, you've Colin Firth in his situation and Colin yeah. Firth's situation is very interesting. You have, uh, you have a heart scorn, um, very, in a very entertaining way at the start of the movie, by the way, <laughs> yeah, I want to have you at least funny. two more times until he gets home. <laughs> yeah, no, just wonderful, wonderful. Uh, like again, but, like the cast is so amazing. Like top to yeah, bottom. It, anyone who who shits on this movie, it it hurts my heart a little. And I'm like, you have to, you need to give it a second chance. I really feel you need to give it a second chance. If if you did not like it. And I, 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 jog- I just I see what people were saying with the complaints though, like the the Kira Knightley one especially. That's fucking terrible. And then like it's just there's a lot of shitty people in it. You, even Hugh Grant is like in a position of power, and yes, like that's a love denied, but like still that's kind of gross. Like, hey, coach critics, this uh, clip is from Toxic Takeaways on YouTube. I think it'll prove my point pretty subtly. 
Love Actually has a reputation as a feel-good classic, a holiday season staple that's as hilarious as it is heartwarming. But if we look closer, we can see that many of its ideas about love are, well, kind of messed up, even by romantic comedy standards. From infidelity to objectification to borderline stalking. Toxic takeaway number one, limerence is the same as love. Romantic comedies are often in love with the idea of the one, the perfect predestined soulmate who will make our lives complete. But most romantic comedies aren't about love, they're about limerence, a state of infatuation or obsession with somebody that you'd like to have a relationship with. Limerence can develop into genuine love, but it's defined largely by those affections being unrequited, which often leads to unhealthy fixations that are only intensified by their being unreciprocated. Love actually offers us several examples of limerence, and they all stem from male characters who idealize their dream girl to the point of her being a total fantasy, and occasionally regardless of her own wishes. As Holly Williams wrote for The Independent, the film treats women like pawns in a male fantasy. One of the most famous and obvious examples is Mark's pursuit of Juliet, the wife of his best friend Peter. Mark loves Juliet from afar, intentionally keeping her at a distance to the point where she's convinced Mark doesn't even like her. Juliet remains an object of idealized limerence to Mark, who reveals his fixation through the creepily obsessive footage he films at her wedding, a video that literally cuts out everything but his own narrow view of her. Meanwhile, Mark's sole conversations with Juliet are cold and distant, until at last he shows up at her house uninvited to confess his love, again without ever actually talking to her. Even the actor who played Mark, Andrew Lincoln, has said he questioned this behavior with Love Actually director Richard Curtis, telling Vanity Fair, I kept saying to Richard, are you sure I'm not going to come off as a creepy stalker? And he's far from the only one to suggest it. In a study on media portrayals of persistent pursuit, psychologist Dr. Julia Lippmann found that romantic movies where these kinds of behaviors are portrayed as part of a regular courtship could lead to an increase in stalking supportive beliefs. And while Juliet and Mark don't end up together, we still see Mark being rewarded for his persistence. Mark's inability to move past his limerence, even after Juliet is happily married, is troubling in itself. But it's even more disturbing how love actually normalizes his obsessive behavior, even turning it into an iconic romantic gesture. We see an even more egregious example of limerence, not love, in the story of Colin Firth's Jamie, who becomes infatuated with his Portuguese housekeeper, Aurelia. Since they don't speak the same language, Aurelia is little more than a blank canvas for Jamie to project his fantasies onto. He's unable to understand Aurelia or get to know her in any meaningful way beyond a superficial attraction. The film does portray their growing feelings for each other as mutual. Yet it's an unlikely, if not impossible, romance based solely in longing looks. They fall in love with versions of each other that they've largely invented. Sam's crush on his classmate Joanna can at least be excused by his age. Many psychologists have noted the connection between limerence and the absence of love from our primary caregivers in childhood. I mean, he, in all fairness, he transfers her to a different role away from him. He does the exact right thing that you should do. You can't control when you catch feelings for someone. How you handle it, good for him as the prime minister transferring him. He didn't fire her, he just Set her to the United States control. to be our ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure she's always around Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> and Laura Laura Linney's character a little sad. 
<laughs> yeah, like, like I, I wasn't sure. Like, uh, maybe there are some people that haven't seen this movie. Uh, obviously, we should put like a big spoilers, uh, spoiler alert at the very beginning for other people. Womp, yeah. womp, womp. Yeah, yeah. Alert. Late, late, late. How about that? Uh, people should know before jumping in here. But yeah, no. Like, the more I thought about, it, like, I was just like, oh yeah, Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson are the ones with the bad relationship at the end. Like, wait, no, no. There's a lot of people in this film that actually have, you know, heartbroken in a sense, in one way or the other, like um, Rick Grimes, pardon me, is that the right one? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. he's heartbroken, like he accepts it, but he's still heartbroken. You know, I've been in that situation before. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you have, like you said, Laura Linney, you know, in a situation. Also, the love interest to Laura Linney, Xerxes, <laughs> Xerxes in 300. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a stud of a man from Brazil. What up? Rodrigo Santoro. Yep. <clears throat> and he made so much money from those three films. Well done, sir. And he's Hector in uh, plays Hector in uh, Westworld. No shit. I haven't yeah. actually. I've only seen like uh, the six episodes of that, and then haven't gone on more. Man, it, it's a, a Christmas show that's special? still good, but gets worse and worse as it goes. Yes, the Westworld I Christmas figured. special. 